1: Hi, welcome to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. I'm Bo Wigginton, In this week's episode, I got to chat with Anthony Fields, all the way from Ireland, who I met last year at Fabtech. Considering it's right around the corner, I thought it'd be great to chat with him about what he got out of the expo last year and what he's excited about this year. He also started a company last year and I wanted to see what it's been like growing over the past year. He talks about the industry out in Ireland, the ups and downs of being a business owner, and we talk about orbital welding, which he uses in his work in the pharmaceutical sector. We dive in right after a quick word from our sponsors. Have you experienced the power of black and yellow yet? Those are the sharp shades of ESOB welding and cutting. And though the brand has been around since 1904, its welding power doesn't live in the past. Oh no! ESOB is breaking through the limits of what welding equipment can do every damn day. Plug into the full MIG, TIG, and stick package of Rebel. See under the hood with Sentinel's wide view and perfect optics. Cut time and mistakes with Thermodynamics' manual plasma cutter. Simplify your automated welding with the app-based software of Esob Kobot. Even go off-grid with the Ruffian, the best compact engine drive you'll ever lay your gloves on. Or Volt, the first and only welder to run on DeWalt standard power tool batteries. How incredibly powerful is that partnership? Esob is leading a new age of welding power, and that power belongs in your hands check out the full light and heavy industrial lineups at esop.com when it comes to choosing a welding school there are a lot of options out there but in my personal opinion i think finding one that gives you experience of what you'll encounter in the field is going to be worth the price of tuition and that is exactly what our friends at arc labs are doing Aside from their basic curriculum that'll get you trained to be confident in your skills, you'll have a chance to weld in one of their many different simulators that'll show you what it's like to weld in a confined space, welding in a pipe rack, or even making crucial welds on a water wall with little to no room to maneuver. If you're out in the field on a job and encounter something like that, you could be the go-to welder to make those crucial welds with confidence. Aside from that, if you have a special process or alloy you want to learn, when you finish their basic outcomes, you can jump right into getting prepped for industries like sanitary, performance fabrication, and many more. Best thing is, when you finish school, you still have 20 extra welding hours after you graduate the school. So, if you decide you want to get into another industry, you can feel confident going into that weld test with extra time and guidance to get you there. If you're ready to be a future leader in the welding industry and hit the ground running with all the experience you need to be more than just a new hire, but a great set of hands, head on over to arclabs.edu today to start learning where welding will take you. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience just in case they're not familiar with you and your work?
0: Sure. My name is Anthony Files. I'm living all the way over in Ireland in a little county called Meath and I own a small welding company here called Alpha Welding Services. We got connected at Fabtech last year. We did. It was very
1: funny because you just walked up and you're just like, are you Bo? And I was yeah. like, yeah. I yeah, you know, Vibo. Uh, we had a great because last year was my first time ever going to FabTech. It was your first time going to FabTech, and yeah. we just had we had a good time. We just it was we, yeah,
0: it was brilliant. It was brilliant, and it was just a case of putting yourself out there, getting to meet new people, and I suppose seeing what it's all about. I think the hardest thing sometimes is to just say right, let's go do it, even if it's just by yourself. A lot of people will feel better going with someone else or someone they know, but came over by myself, but was just excited to see what it was all about. And yeah, it turned out to be a a great week. Yeah,
1: It was a lot of fun. It was super fun as far because you came because you had just started your business last year.
0: Yeah, correct.
1: Do you want to give people a little bit of a background of the type of work you do?
0: Yeah, so we do a lot of support work for sites for mainly bigger companies. So we're subbed into a a couple of companies at the minute. We do TIG work mainly on stainless carbon, bit of hastalite, and we do a lot of orbital welding as well for sites like Intel and Leakslip and a couple of pharmaceutical sites and stuff around Ireland as well. And anybody that doesn't know what orbital welding, because
1: that's not a very... Like when you yeah. go to school, that's not something they're like, all right, let's get you on the orbital welder, you know, yeah. do you want to yeah, give people a little insight?
0: It's yeah. So it's kind of, it's like a, almost like an automated TIG. So you have a weld head that's enclosed. If it's mainly for, but welds for pipe, you're talking thin wall can be heavy wall as well. So it's pretty simple. You clamp your head onto your weld. Measure your gas going through, make sure your pressure is correct and hit that little button and away you go. And I know a lot of orbital welders would be like, that's not all, there's more to it. But to simplify it, yes, that's, it's pretty much automated TIG. And it's expensive
1: too. Those yeah. aren't cheap setups.
0: Yeah, no it is. It is the heads on the, the plant too. It's a hefty investment to make. Yeah, Cause you're based in Ireland.
1: What is the industry like over there? Cause it's different everywhere, but. We've talked a lot about what it's like, but I feel like it would be fun for you to tell people what it's like.
0: Yeah, it's very busy at the minute. We have a lot of foreign investment coming in. Thankfully, our government is doing a pretty good job on getting all these companies to come in and invest here. So we have a lot of pharmaceutical projects. We have Intel, which is in leakslip in and Kildare there at the minute. They have their new fab getting built at the minute, which is absolutely massive. So there's a lot of work there as well, which the last couple of years has basically soaked up the majority of the labor around Ireland. But right now we have more work than welders and yeah, it's becoming increasingly difficult to find them. So
1: well, And when you do find them, there's a big problem. Well, I guess it's not a problem for Australia, but a big problem that happens is that people will get trained up, get ready to weld, and then they'll get paid more to go weld in Australia or somewhere else in the world, it's hard to find a a workforce when you can't afford the workforce.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I suppose tradesmen uh, and women here in Ireland have amazing opportunities abroad. A lot of people that I know who are into TIG welding or orbital welding, or even if they're fitters. They've been getting some amazing offers to go abroad in the last 12 months and it's making life increasingly difficult here for companies who are trying to find guys left. I suppose you can't blame them because it's, we got to do what we got to do. And there's the whole thing about sunshine and the weather in Ireland isn't the most attractive option. It can be hard to find guys here. And I suppose we're lucky in the sense that because there's so much work going on, the rates have slowly started coming up hopefully it'll be more attractive for them in the years to come.
1: I hope so. I hope you could get some help out there. And speaking of help, so your company has grown this, you've gone through some changes with your, your company, we've kind of chatted about it, but I think it'd be really valuable for people to hear your journey of starting your business and then growing business and then where you are today. Yeah. So do you want to give a little background of what this year has been like?
0: Yeah, let's go right back to the start, incorporated in, we were incorporated in 2021, end of 2021, didn't start trading until the start of 2022. I started doing work for a company in around April, March, April time of 2022. And that kind of got in the door, put the head down, worked hard and eventually got given the opportunity to bring guys in with me and bring them in as my employees working on behalf of this company and it was kind of it was I suppose surprising a little bit I had decided around September time last year I was going to make the investment of buying an orbital welder which was quite a heavy upfront cost but doing my risk assessment I suppose there was a lot of work out there and it wasn't going to be that difficult to get it up and running and I suppose having, having looked at previous years now was as good a time as ever to get into it bought the welder it was initially once I got to go ahead for one guy to come in and use my plant on site. It was actually my brother who put his hand up first. So yeah, got the the brother in and I hired another guy then as well. So the two of them were working pretty much it happened overnight, I would say. It went from having no employees to having two employees. Yeah, big first step, I suppose having your first employee is is always a bit daunting, especially if you've never had an employee before. But I think it's an important part of any business growth. You're going to have to have employees at some stage. It was time to time to face that. And yeah, it was a really interesting experience starting off and realizing that all of a sudden you you have people's livelihoods in your hands. And yeah, no room for error. What is it like over in Ireland when it comes to, I know here in the US, there's
1: a lot of stuff that the employers required to do for an employee, like paying like half into the taxes and, you yeah. know benefit packages and stuff like that. What's it like when you are bringing on an employee over there?
0: Yeah. So at the minute in Ireland, a lot of people have recently switched to going self-employed for some reason or other, a lot of people think it's more beneficial to them, I suppose, if it really depends on who you ask and, and what advice you get. If, I suppose, if you get a good enough rate, yes, it can be worth it. But from our own perspective, if we have an employee. We are now legally obliged to pay a pension for them in Ireland, which is a brilliant first step. It hasn't been something that was there previously. A great first step to, I suppose, giving them an option to eventually get out and and live some sort of a, a comfortable life after their career because... Yeah, the state pension here isn't great. It's good for the employees here as well. We're also, we have to obviously insure them. um, And then you can work out with your employees then other benefits or packages. Like I think most welders are getting uh, lodge payments or travel payments now weekly. So they'll get roughly 180 euros a week tax-free onto their wages, uh, which goes towards accommodation or fuel, if you're not staying somewhere and you're driving, it can go towards your fuel, or if you're staying somewhere, it can go towards your accommodation, obviously. So there are benefit packages out there, and it's it just, it all depends, I suppose, going down to negotiating with your companies when you're, if you're going to a bigger company and you say, right, they need you for a year or whatever, and know your value as well, because if you've been on a job like that before, chances are there's others that haven't, experience is really valuable these days, so. Yeah,
1: it's hard to find. I mean, that's a big topic is just trying to get more people into the industry. I talk about it all the time, but finding talented people is another big topic.
0: Yeah. Knowing, I suppose, it can be quite difficult if you're trying to take people on in the sense that you need to know who you're taking on. You need to see that they're enthusiastic, that they want to be there, that they want to work. Those are really important traits when you're hiring people. And a lot of people use it as a It's okay if it just wants to be a job and you're nine to five and go home, that's okay too. But I know speaking from the company side of things, you're always looking for the guys who want to be there, who want to keep getting better at what they do, who are always chasing that fine margin, looking for the extra, the extra little bit of perfection. Yeah, I suppose it's important to know if you are driven and you are focused on getting better, know that you're worth a lot more to a company than what they might tell you.
1: Yeah, I always got to be the person setting the bar of how valuable you are. Like, yeah. Because yeah. people never, they'll never see you as valuable as you see yourself. So exactly. you got to stick up for yourself.
0: Exactly, exactly. And companies will always want to tell you that, oh, you're not worth that. Or they'll try and tell you, oh, we can't do that, but we can do this. But if, if you're going to do a job for them and you've done it before and you have experience in there and you might have had difficult welds or something in the past on a job like that, and you know how to deal with them now. Know that your value is going to be more than what they tell you. So yeah, and you're the person that has the first-hand
1: experience of your experience. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, exactly.
1: Only the welder knows
0: how much he's worth. So
1: yeah. Well, speaking of experience, you were telling me about some growing pains with your company this yeah. year. Do you want to share what have been some of the hardest parts about scaling up your business?
0: Yeah. So I suppose it becomes a different ball game when you start having employees and you start, you're trying to grow, you're trying to look for more work. You're trying to get more employees in, it's kind of everything all at once. It can be a difficult situation starting off and I suppose looking back The important thing for us at the start was that you have your basics right. So obviously some of the fundamentals like economics, simple economics doesn't have to be massively complicated, understanding what's coming in, what's going out, making sure all the payments that are going out each month that you're not caught by surprise. That's Mm -hmm. an important thing as well, because I know a lot of people can sometimes get caught out by a a direct debit payment that maybe slips their mind. So having a list of everything that's going out each month and and what's coming in is the important part. It can sum up straight away, right? If you need to change this or if there's money going towards something that there shouldn't be, you can very quickly adjust and, and change, but only if you have access to that information simplified in front of you. So that would be one thing. I suppose Looking for employees can be a big thing as well. I know here we're really struggling when it comes to getting welding labour in the door at the minute, and that's just purely because there's so many people going abroad or working abroad. A lot of people are moving abroad full time, and that is sort of, it's left the Irish labour market quite heavily depleted. Trying to find the right people that fits in with the team that you have that can be an addition, and that it's not just a body that you can throw at a project, that's the hardest thing as well. I suppose yeah, getting paid can be also really difficult for people getting started because I don't know what it's like over there, but it can oft- often be difficult. I know I'm not the only one. There's a lot of small companies around Ireland and, and lots of different sectors that can often find it really hard getting invoices paid. It's quite easy to do the work and get the invoices out, but it can be quite difficult getting them paid. It could be full on and it's the important part is remembering that when you're if it's your company and you're chasing those invoices you're chasing them for your employees livelihoods it's not just money in your pocket you're chasing those invoices so you can afford to keep people in a job and that's that's the reality at the end of the day is sometimes you do have to push hard to get invoices paid and make decisions if you're not getting paid then you know you have to sometimes look at the option of, right, well, we're going to have to back away from this if you're not sorting us out with money. So, like, those are a lot of challenges that small companies can face, Um, and I suppose getting a good relationship with companies can help understanding who's at the top of the food chain, knowing them well enough that you can make a judgment of character on them, I suppose, as well. It can be difficult if you're in, if you started work for a company that you don't know you don't really know them, you don't know who owns them, don't know anything about them, and you're kind of reliant on just getting the getting the invoices paid. It's important to do your background checks as well. But I suppose putting in fail safes as well, making sure that there's a written agreement. If you're supposed to be getting paid weekly that there's a written agreement and try and get it signed as well. It can be painful waiting for the invoices to come in. And if you don't have something to help you if it ever went further on than it should. If you don't have that little piece of paper that's signed with their name and their company on it, it can often be difficult as well. It can be dragged out and it just make, makes things more painful down the line. But uh, just cross those
1: T's, dot yeah. those I's, yeah. make sure it's been brightened. Well, now that you have grown your business and you're scaling up, like what? Transitioning back to the Fabtech talk, because yeah. you're coming back this year. What kind of things from Fabtech are you trying to get out of it? Is it just the networking? Is there like the technology side? What's your big goal with coming back? I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Looking to unleash your inner craftsman? Look no further than Outlaw Leather USA where they specialize in crafting custom-made leather welding gear that offers maximum protection from heat and sparks. With their products superior quality, construction, and durability, you can count on them to stand up to any job. And with their outstanding customer service and dedication to providing you with the best possible experience, you can trust that you're investing in the quality you deserve. As a special bonus for listening to the podcast, you can get 10% off your order by using the special promo code WELD10 at checkout. Invest in quality with Outlaw Leather USA today. Are you tired of carrying multiple pieces of equipment on your service truck? Lincoln Electric has introduced the solution, the Ranger Air 260 MPX. This multi-function engine drive combines an air compressor, generator, battery charger, battery jump starter, and multi-process welder in one compact device, specifically designed for the unpredictable circumstances and job demands of the work truck industry. But that's not all. The Ranger Air 260 MPX is also designed to provide a lower cost of ownership with features such as auto stop start technology and an electronic throttle body engine with variable engine speed. Don't miss out on this versatile and reliable machine that can handle any demanding job site. Visit www.lincolnelectric.com for more information on the ranger air 260 MPX available later this year and save space on your truck for other tools and gear with this compact power horse
0: yeah i suppose last year going to fabtech i kind of went into it with an open mind it was just whatever happens if we if we manage to meet some new people new connections in the industry brilliant if not it would just be a cool week anyway getting to look at all the machinery and tools that were there I suppose FabTech offers a really unique opportunity for people to connect everyone in the same industry is there we're all doing the same thing there thereabouts it's either welding or fabrication or machining like we're never too far away from the end goal and I suppose being in a not just a room but a massive hall full of like-minded individuals can be really cool and I suppose can open a lot of doors for you as well so yeah I'll be looking to meet new people there I suppose and also have a look at some of the new technology coming because looking further down the line it's important to get a really good understanding of what's coming not just what has been so it's It's vital to surviving and knowing and understanding what's coming down the line and getting an idea of whether that's going to work or whether it's not going to work and trying to, I suppose, see the different equipment and technology there and think, would that work for us at home? Might not be ready for it yet or maybe a few years or yes, we are ready to go and and transition into a, a new piece of technology and I suppose that's why there's so many unique elements to FabTech. but you can mm-hmm. go there for a whole host of different reasons, and you're still going to come out with something that you weren't expecting. So
1: I definitely think what you were saying, you want to see the technology that's coming out and see how you can either implement it or not, but like yep. a big conversation I keep having with people is there's a lot of people who are afraid of automation, so like, laser yeah. welding, robotic welding, cobots, yeah. like all this stuff, like everyone's like, it's going to just take my job. And no, yeah. I don't know how many times I got to say yeah. it. It's not trying yeah. to take your job. It's trying to make your job easier and more yeah. efficient.
0: You know? Yeah. I think a lot of people probably had the same sort of mindset when orbital welding came out as well. And it's now uh, nothing can be done without an operator. These machines aren't they're not sentient. They can't just do Mm -hmm. it by themselves. They have to be programmed. They have to be controlled by a human. So we're going to be in that puzzle one way or another, you know, whether we're there programming them, whether we're actually controlling them and and making them do the welding. There's a whole host of, of jobs associated with this. And to a certain extent, if you don't get on board with it, it has that risk of, if you're not moving with the times, potentially you could get lost and, and it could leave and and leave you behind. And there is that fear, I suppose, of well, uh, as well of missing out on, on what might be coming down the line. I don't think that the, the traditional jobs are going to be at risk for the foreseeable. It's still, we are years and years away from bog standard companies having the latest and greatest state-of-the-art welding robots that can go and do everything for them. So our jobs are safe for a long time yet. So... It's TIG, MIG, Stick, Orbital, Open head wire Feed, whatever way you want to go down, those jobs are still going to be there for years to come. And I think the technology we're seeing now is only going to be in a minute part of our field. it'll be in specialist stuff where there's no room for error or there's a lot of money on the line and it's I don't think it's going to be affecting the every everyday man or woman's jobs. Yeah. Well, and
1: then as far as like tips of how to really make the most out of Fabtech, like now that you've gone once, like what would, what is your plan this year? Like how has it changed from last year?
0: Yeah, I suppose the hardest thing for a lot of people would just be taking that first step of saying, right, I'm just going to go whether there's people with me or not. And I don't think you need to be with someone to enjoy it. I went there by myself, so like I didn't have anyone to talk to, but I think Having the bravery to just put yourself out there and just soak it in because at the end of the day, we're all there for the same reason. There's no one above anyone else there. We're all just there to network, to enjoy it, to soak it all in, to meet new people. That's what it's all about. I don't think you need to bring an army of friends with you just to, (laughs) I suppose, feel more comfortable. It, It can be comforting at times, but I don't think, I didn't meet anyone who didn't want to talk in Fabtech. Everyone is just there. They're very easy to get along with. You just put yourself out there. You can chat away to these people. If you have a, a particular section of it that you're interested in, there's always people that are there to talk to you about it. So I think from that side of things, I would say just take a step forward. Don't be afraid. Put yourself out there. Talk to people It's you know, it's a conversation at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to be judged for it. So. Yeah, just get out there and enjoy it and make the most of it. Yeah,
1: I mean, and that's what you were saying about just kind of putting yourself out there. I've I've heard so many times like the welding industry is so small, everybody knows everybody. Yeah, and it it was very clear. Like after going to that, it's like that was the truth. That was that was not a lie. I thought this was a big myth that everybody was lying (laughs) about, but nope. Yeah, it was real. Like. It's wow. so small, and like you, the cool part to me about FabTech was you know, all these people that you could go up to any company, ask questions, and there's all these people that you've probably seen online or on your yeah, phone. Yeah, that yeah, there's so many like Pacific Arctic, Dusty. I'm a huge fan celebrities. of celebrities. Absolute yeah, celebrities. celebrities. Yeah, celebrities, man. Yeah. And just being able to hang out and chat like everybody. Like I've done yeah. the same kind of vibe with music stuff in the past. There's that ASCAP I Create Music Expo where artists and songwriters from all over the place come in and learn about different things in the industry. But there are like celebrities there that yeah. are giving panels and stuff, but you can't go up and talk to them. That's the difference between fab tech and, and yep. that kind of stuff. Is we're all the same.
0: Go, ah. Once the welding shield comes down, we are all the same. It doesn't matter who's buying the shield. We're all there for the same reasons. And yeah, I think that people can, I myself, I, I'm a culprit for it as well, but you can often build up situations in your head that become way out of proportion to what they actually are. And yeah. I suppose it's... It's not, it can be daunting, I suppose, if you've never been and you're heading for the first time, it can be really daunting. You're going in, you don't know who you're going to meet, you don't know who you're going to talk to. But I suppose the only thing I can say is by the end of it, you will have made contacts or friends because people are just, it's easy to go up and talk to someone about what you do or what you're interested in. And if your interest is welding or machining or fabricating, there's going to be someone there you can talk to. Yeah. So yeah, it's not hard to find somebody
1: else that loves welding or or, yeah. or anything that yeah. like you wouldn't be there unless you were into what was going
0: on. Exactly. Exactly. We're all in one big gigantic room together. So we're all there. <laughs> it's easy to go and put yourself out and just say hello. That's all you have to do. Just say hello. Who, where have you been? And if you recognize these guys. Online, go over, say hello and, and say, oh, hey, I watch your videos. Most of these guys are just delighted that you're there to go and, and say hello to them. So it's, yeah. it's Im- important for, I suppose, keeping everyone together and, and united and moving in the same direction. It's important that you have those connections there. And yeah, yeah, uh, it's very fun. I'm so excited because I'm, I,
1: I learned a whole bunch out of Fabtech, like When you came and then you went back home, was there any technology or things that you learned last year that that changed your business?
0: Yeah, so I suppose one of the main ones which we wouldn't have a whole lot here is additive manufacturing, even three D printing instead of plastic. You're using a MIG welder or something like. When you see these things happening right in front of you, it's like it's mind blowing, and it's we're quite far away from having that, but I think. The industries and I suppose what it could be used for are huge, absolutely massive. So it was really cool seeing that for the first time. I'm looking forward to seeing, have they made any developments on it? Is was there, there more, more they can bring to the tables? Yeah, it's, that would probably be my main one. I don't know. There's quite a lot. I know the orbital welding over there is slowly getting bigger as well because I suppose with orbital welding you're taking a lot of the risk of it going bad out of it there's that industry I think is growing as well so I'll be looking at the latest and greatest machines that are there and are they any better or any worse than the one I already have and I think that's the same for the majority of welders if you have a if you're only starting off and you're a hobbyist and you have a small welder in the shed, you're going to come across a welder there that you might be looking for the next step up. And you can get talking to these guys. You'll be able to see the demos. You can see what people are putting out now. I often find like, you can be looking at some of these really gifted people, and it's whoa, that's really good. And then I'll do it, and it's oh no, that's
1: gone. <laughs> like, well, who changed the
0: machine? Like <laughs> yeah, you yeah, must who have changed, changed the, the settings? settings. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: <'cause laughs> so, yeah, because it just looked great right there. But <laughs> when I got my hands on it. I don't know.
0: It's that's the really cool part of it. Is no matter what size of. I suppose, operation you're running, if you're a hobbyist, if you're a big commercial company coming in looking for 20 units, it's there's room for everyone there to see equipment on all different levels and all different scales. And I think that was one of the coolest things was hanging around even the Fronius guys last year. And getting to try out some of their machines, and it was like, you know, we don't have a whole lot of Fronius over here. It's it's quite a, a rare brand to get here in Ireland. Getting getting a go on their machines and seeing what they're all about was really cool as well. And it can definitely put up put up a a strong competition to to some of the other brands that we would have here. So I think if I hadn't gone out gone over and seen that, you'd never know. So I think being able to see the machines and equipment and technology being used on the day is really important. Not that it's just sitting there, not getting used. The demos are the coolest thing ever because ev- everyone wants to see it work. Everyone wants to see what it can do. And yeah, that's, I think that's probably one of the coolest things about Fabtech is being able to see all this equipment and new tools, new welders, all getting used right in front of you. So you get to see what they're all about. But
1: uh, yeah, it's a lot to take in and I, I'm excited this year. I'm going to be more mobile. So I'm going yeah get to take it in finally see it.
0: I felt sorry for you last year because yeah, there was so much to see. And I I suppose you're probably really excited this year now because you're going to get to see it all. But uh, oh yeah,
1: no, I I loved last year because like a big goal with the podcast that I did last year there was I just want people who haven't been or couldn't make it just have an idea of why you go. It's like, what's there? So yeah,
0: it's amazing. uh, It really is. It's, it can be quite daunting at the start. And I had no idea how big this convention center was until I got there. And I walk into a hall and, oh, this isn't that big. And then there's another hall. Oh, maybe it is this big. And then there's another <laughs> yeah. hall. And then there's another hall. It's, wow, this place is massive. Yeah. So there's yeah.
1: a lot, too much stuff, but I'm yeah. excited to check it out. Every episode, I really want to leave people with advice. And we've kind of yeah. given some advice of getting, like, for FabTech and everything, because it's coming up and I'm excited. I can't wait to get to hang out with all the cool people I met last year and meet all kinds of new cool people. But the big focus is still welding on the podcast. And given that you are a welder and a business owner, what kind of advice would you give people that are either just getting into the industry or maybe they want to break out onto their own and start their own business? Yeah,
0: I think... Looking back, it's great in the sense that I've learned a lot in my first year. I would say if you're a welder and you're looking at going out by yourself for the first time, I think it's really important for welders to have names and numbers. So anytime you're going to a job site, if you're finishing up on that job and you're going to the next one, walk around and and say, do you mind? Have your number and I'll save it and we can keep in touch or whatever. And I think that's a, a really important part of it is knowing If you're working with someone, you're not going to get a better idea of who they are unless you're working right next to them. And if you're working next to some of these guys, when the spotlight's off and they're not getting watched, you can see what they're all about. You can see who they are and how much it means to them and whether they're just happy to be there or whether they're chasing perfection. And I suppose it's important when you're on job sites, if you're looking at breaking out on the next year, even in the shorter term, if it's only six months, Save the names, save the numbers and, and keep in touch with these people because they could be an employee of yours someday. And it's it's important to keep in contact with those as well, because you never know when you're going to be reliant on finding a welder in a in a hurry. You can ring around these people, the stars might align. And next thing you know, you, you have you have your next employees. So that's I think that would be the biggest advice I would give is making sure that you keep in touch with people, put yourself out there, get the numbers, get the names and just make sure that that you have a base of of guys and gals get in contact with and and call if needs be. I I don't think I've ever had someone say that advice before, but that is a (laughs) great advice.
1: Just uh, using the connections you make, it is a lot of people, they either love or they hate networking. But I think that the biggest thing that people fail with networking is, sure, I went out there and I got all these cards and I met all these people, (laughs) but then I just, didn't do anything but like when you make connections you got to follow up and you got to just keep in touch Yeah, if you're working in the same sector like just ask about the work it's like exactly yeah
0: but But that's it I mean a a business card in the bottom of your bag isn't going to do you any good I mean it's important to reach out keep in contact with people opportunities can come from anywhere at any time and you never know if the guy you just got talking to might have an offer or an opportunity for you in the future and that's what it's all about just keeping all the doors open keeping in contact with people and yeah just I suppose maximizing your opportunities there it is that's the name of the episode maximizing your
1: opportunities Yeah, that's it (laughs) thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the weld.com podcast and thank you Anthony for sitting down to chat it was awesome to catch up and I can't wait to see you again soon I also want to give a shout out to our amazing sponsors, ESAB, Arc Labs, Outlaw Leather, and Lincoln Electric for making the show possible and helping us all learn more about the different paths out there in the welding industry. If you have a topic that you'd like me to cover on the show or you want to be a guest, reach out to me on the weld app at Bowdenit or shoot me an email to boww@weld.com. weld.com. Speaking of the app, if there's something that you are trying to learn, check out the e-learning section. Just search for whatever you're trying to get down, and I bet we have a video in there, and if we don't, let me know, and I'll make sure we do. Download the app today, and see everything we have to offer to help take your career to that next level. Until next week, I'll see you out there.